Hello and welcome to our second ever episode of In the Clutch. I'm your host, Leo. I also host Sports Time. You should definitely go check that out. Today we do not have a sponsor, which is sad, but you know, we'll we'll move on. Because today, instead of a sponsor, we've got Senior Director of Content at the Buffalo Bills and uh, he knows a ton about the NFL. We have Chris Jenkins. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Leo. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for coming on. And, uh, I'm honored. I'm honored. All right. And now, before we get started with the questions I want to ask you, I asked my some of my top viewers to um, ask you, give me a question to ask you. And thank you, Emmett, for suggesting this. The question is, um, how will the Bills sign and draft, how will the people that the Bills sign and draft affect how they play this year? In, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think this was a really big year for, in terms of guys we signed in free agency and the guys we draft. I think the big hope is the offense gets a lot better. Um, we added yeah. a lot guys to, added a lot of guys to the offensive line added a lot of receivers so um mm-hmm. i think that's really where they you know they really hope to see the the team make a marginal or a big jump i should say um in terms of productivity and then defensively obviously the biggest addition was our first round draft pick and ed oliver so um you know anytime you get you add a defensive guy defensive lineman who could get pressure on the quarterback and and obviously help stop the run and uh, add a presence there as a playmaker uh, is uh, is a good thing that helps helps your defense. So um, yeah, no, I think this year they're they're really looking for for uh, for the guys we signed in free agency and the guys we drafted um, to make a to make a big impact uh, here uh, for for our team. All right, um, thank you to Emmett again for suggesting that question. And now building off of this, do you think that in your second year you're putting too much as like as I would like to say, like pressure on Josh Allen to really perform? Because I don't think he has like the weapons that he can utilize. Calvin Benjamin, he's a good player, but he's not very consistent. Do you think that moving forward your guys are gonna try to bring in a young wide receiver, maybe in a draft upcoming? Well, I think what they did with the position this year, um, you know, they, they definitely want to see, um, you know, more productivity from, from that wide receiver position. So Kelvin, um, Kelvin, I think is in Kansas city now. So, Oh wait, sorry. You guys had Colby. You have Cole. Yeah. Cole Beasley. Exactly. So we added Cole Beasley, um, a slot. I think that's an improvement to be able to make plays. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. He's definitely a guy who's going to make some plays, um, we had a John Brown who I think just people, he's not a household name cause he didn't play obviously for the Cowboys, but he's been productive in Arizona when he played with Carson Palmer mm-hmm. and he re- really played well earlier last year with Flacco in Baltimore Our offense switched obviously when they switched to Lamar Jackson. So, but you know, yeah. Josh and Joe, if you want to look at one comparison, Josh being a, a more of a drop back passer and a guy who has a similar to a Joe Flacco. 
Flacco. So I think you're going to see John Brown utilize his speed and, and make some plays downfield. Um, and then don't forget Robert Foster. I mean, he's who, yeah. who's going in his second year, who really made strides the second half of the season. Um, you know, made some big plays, had a big, well, I think, 75-yard catch against Jacksonville. Um, yeah. You know, real, his numbers were as good as any rookie receiver the second half of the season. So we have some guys, and then, and then there's always guys on that NFL roster that, that, um, that make plays that surprise in camp and, and, uh, and, you know, end up making a, you know, having a big influence. Plus, we drafted a tight end in Dawson Knox. Um, we signed Tyler, uh, Tyler Croft. So th- there's some guys at the tight end position, and then Jason Kroon comes back from last year. Um, so there's some guys at, at, the, at the receiving positions, whether it's tight end um, or wide receiver, plus Frank Gore and Shady in the backfield. Um, you, you know, there, there's some improved weapons, I think, over last year, and our coaches said that, our GM has said that. So I think that's that's where you you hope to see a, a jump with John with Josh yeah. Allen in, in year two. Yeah, and with Josh Allen, I think that people kind of sleep on him. I don't think, as a team, I don't think, like, in my opinion, personally, I think he was better than Sam Darnold playing with a team that doesn't have as many assets in the Buffalo Bills compared to a team like the Jets with Robbie Anderson and the fact that Allen was able to perform um, better than Darnold without having the strongest weapons or the most constant weapons is very impressive to me. And um, next question, do you think that Tredavious White, your cornerback, he's had, he had, he's just been, he's been playing really well. Do you think that he's going to keep playing well? Cause it seems that there's been a lot of up and down years for a lot of players like him. You know, I do. I, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, a guy like Tredavious, he works so hard and really um, has been a top level cornerback everywhere he's been. So he was a high school All-American. He was uh, a standout at LSU, which we know is a DBU when you look at the lineage of DBs that come out of there. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I don't see his, his play dropping off uh, at all. I think he's just going to continue to get better. Um, you know, he's entering the prime of his career. You know, he's not he's in his third year. So, you know, obviously your rookie year, you're, there's a big learning curve. Second year, you know, you're still learning some things and getting used to the defense. But now this is his third year in the same defense, which is going to be huge. So I, I just think he's he's only going to continue to get better. Plus, he's playing with the same safeties that he's played with his whole career. So um, that continuity is going to be great. I mean, I think our defense returns 10 of the of 11 starters last year or nine, nine of 11. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so I think that continuity is only going to help everybody, but especially a guy like Tredavious who, who can make plays on the ball, who's a great cover guy. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he, he, you know, he's, he's just going to keep uh, improving, you know, as long as he continues to work hard and, and this, as the scheme develops and, and uh, the guys around him, you know, it's still a team sport, but he's, he, he's well-regarded and, and, you know, he's on a lot of lists and, and the media really, really see the promise in his play. Yeah. And, um, I think that, I think that he's like a good, I think he's a great player. He's got a lot of talent and I think he'll stay with this Buffalo team as long as it 
develops and goes the right way. But this year during free agency, you guys, you made, you didn't make the biggest moves, or and you didn't make the smallest move. You didn't do anything. You, I mean, you did something, but you didn't not do anything. <laughs> I know what you mean. And do you think that like what you did by signing, getting Cole Beasley, and just oh, hello, getting a lot of hello, huh? Leo. Yeah. I can't hear you. Uh, Hang on. Hello, Leo. Hello, can you hear me? I I can hear you, yeah. Yep. Oh, all right, all right. Hang on, sorry. Sorry. We'll cut that. That was weird. Yeah, all right. Okay, no problem. All right, (laughs) moving back, I'll just skip to another question. Um, Get a pause and start new questions. I can cut. All right. Now, moving on, LaShawn McCoy, he's been a top runner in for the Bills since, really, he came there. And I still see him moving forward as their running back. But McCoy, he's, I'm not saying that he's old, but with, with a team <laughs> like the Bills, who are in a rebuild phase, he's on the older side of everybody else so do you think that the bills see this and they try to get grab a younger running back who can be there when everyone else on the bills is in their prime or do they stick with mccoy well i think mccoy obviously he's in the last year of his contract this year but i mean he's one of the great all-time great running backs and and they're sure his numbers weren't where they were last year and he's the first one to admit that but i think what you know what our front office and what you know our football staff has done this year has said shady could still play he could still you know make his moves he's elusive he could still be a playmaker in this league but we need to upgrade around him in terms of they we have we're going to have a new offensive line essentially and the passing game is going to be improved so that'll open up some space for the running game um and then they they did address the backup position. So in terms of Frank Gore, you know, yeah. who's another all-time great, I think he's going to move in a third all-time this year, or you know, rushing yards in the league at some point this year. And then we drafted the third rounder, yeah, Devin Singletary. So I think that's exactly what they kind of what you talked to talked about a little bit is we're going to have a young guy who's going to be here for a couple of years, and then we and then you have two solid vets. So there's really no drop off when. You know, running backs don't play every snap. So, you know, when Shady's going to get a breather, you're coming in with another Hall of Famer and Frank Gore. And then if Frank's going to get a breather, you're going to have Devin Singletary. We also signed TJ Yeldon, who's a proven running back, you know, has some years in Jacksonville. Plus, um, you know, other guys on the roster, Marcus Murphy, they're battling for spots too. So, you know, we have that depth that it doesn't, we don't need 2013 Shady where, you know, you got 300 carries or whatever it is like we could spread the wealth keep guys fresh and then um you know let guys make plays and, and yeah and, and you know whether it's frank by between the tackle shady on the outside whatever it may be and singletary finds his role like that i think that's that's where you're going to see you know get the most out of shady because he's going to be fresh mm-hmm. and then so are those other guys and that's the key and i gotta disagree with you on this because i'm not saying that what was sean mccoy 
is bad, but if I'm the Bills, all right, I own the, I'm like, I'm the man. I kicked everyone out of the Bills. Not you, though. You're staying. <laughs> kicked oh, everyone good. out. I control everything. I'm saying we get as much out of LaShawn McCoy as we can this year, and then we trade him while he's still oh good. Pick up some picks, maybe a young maybe a young player, some offensive lineman, because I think your third-round pick, you gotta, you're bringing in, you have three running backs, four running backs, in my opinion, it's just too much, and Shate McCoy, who will be a free agent, has the most value by the trade deadline, and I think you gotta be open to trading him. I'm not saying you have to trade him, but there are a lot of teams that can like I could see a team like the Chiefs trying to go for him because the Chiefs after losing Kareem Hunt they don't have the greatest running situation and they're a team that can win now McCoy is a running back that wants to win now that can win now he's proven that he's good enough to win now and I say you try to chase after any other any trade officer trade offers and get the most out of them because you're getting the most out of Shay McCoy by letting him play eight weeks and then getting a lot of picks or whoever it might be back for him. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying, but you gotta also look at it this way. In a locker room, Shady's one of our leaders. He's one of veteran Pro Bowl player and when you have a young quarterback like a Josh Allen, and, and Shady and Josh are really close. They're, they're good friends off the field, but they're also, you know, they, they gel together on the field. And, and you want to, like you talked about your question, one of your earlier questions, which was a great question about Josh Allen. You know, is he ready to take the leap? Well, if we, if we hope he's ready to take the leap, we got to surround him with guys who have proven talent to play in this league. And that will give him confidence. So with Josh... And, you know, for Josh to have a guy like Shady in the backfield who can make plays for him, but, and also keep in mind, a guy who could pass protect. I mean, there's no blitz that LaShawn McCoy hasn't seen in the NFL. So that's a great safety net for Josh Allen, a guy who could pick up the blitz, um, who could who could be a, a valuable outlet, especially on passing downs. So so LaShawn has a value for our team. And in terms of winning now, I mean, the NFL is a win-now league year to year. You never know. Um when a team could come out and and surprise people and, and make a playoff run. And and really, that's all you need is getting into the tournament. Once you get in the tournament, anyone has a chance. We saw that in, you know, with Philly a couple of years back. Yeah. And you see it every year. So so I, I think, you know, we, we, we are closer to winning this year than we were last year. And, you know, I think they, they still see LaShawn as a valuable member to, of, of us you know, getting W's this year and, and making and helping Josh, like you said earlier, you know, make that, that big second year leap. So, you know, in terms of financially, you know, we're under the cap, we're in good cap health. So in terms of carrying his cap number for the year, um, you know, I think it's something that we could do and, and something that, that we're going to you know look at doing. So, um, they're, they're, they're going to, you know, obviously start training camp. You never know in NFL, obviously, but, um, but now, I mean, all indications, Sean, Brandon, our, our staff, they, they've said they want Shady here and, 
And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, and, that, and that's a good yeah. move. It's a good move for our locker room. It, that sends the message that we're, we are trying to win, you know, because the players, they, they, you know, it's hard to hear the real rebuilding word. They, you know, they want to win now. And some of these guys aren't going to be here in 2020, you know, guys like Lorenzo Alexander, some of the other veterans we have. So they, they want to win this year. So um, keep it, keeping LaShawn is just one of those things that really helps the locker room. In that. And it's tough to put a value on that. And like I, like I was saying about the future and rebuilds, the Bills team, they have a lot of promise in certain positions. So we're talking about promising quarterback, promising wide receivers, promising running back. The O-line hasn't, hasn't been the best in a long time. And, I mean, with Ed Oliver guiding the defensive line, the D-line, I can see it getting better. But you got to have those edge rushers. You need to have a middle linebacker. You need to make sure that, at, like, you got to make sure everyone's in top shape because when it comes down to what the Bills don't have promise in, in my opinion, most of it is their defense. Well, you know, I, I think this is this is the one thing about the Bills that, that and this kind of happens when you're not one of the top teams in the NFL. You know, some people, you don't get to see us play a lot. So when you look at some of the young building blocks, especially the ones we've acquired since Sean took over as head coach um, in 2017, and then Brandon came in as a GM um, after the 2017 draft, you know, we have some young building blocks, especially those key positions. Obviously, Josh Allen at quarterback, um, first-round pick. And then later in that draft, we drafted Tremaine Edmonds, mm-hmm. who is a 6'5", 240, you know, whatever his weight is. Um, rangy, fast, big middle linebacker. And, you know, you just don't see a lot of guys like him. And and he's not a household name yet in the NFL, but, but you know, they, they, they really hope that he, he makes that leap second year, similar to what you talked about with Josh Allen. So he, he called the defense as a rookie, which is very difficult, but, you know, he, now he knows defense, second year, same coordinator. So they expect big things out of him this year, middle linebacker. And then, like you talked about edge rushers, we have Jerry Hughes, who whose sack numbers probably weren't where he wanted them to be or anyone wanted them to be last year. But in terms of getting pressure, he he's one of the guys who always grades very highly via the Pro Football Focus guys or analysts around the league. Jerry Jerry's a, a very good player on the outside, um, and then uh, and then obviously we signed Trent Murphy, who was coming back from ACL surgery last year, so. You know, he had some other nagging injuries, but this year he's healthy. He's had a great offseason. So they hope to see um, him really, really, um, you know, pay dividends. And then Shaq Lawson, who's a first-round pick, uh, is another guy. So, I mean, there are guys, but we're the Bills. We're not on national TV a lot. We always play at 1 o'clock, so a lot of people don't see these guys. But but these guys made made some plays. And then, like you said, on the O-line, we are rebuilding. There, there's yeah. no doubt about yeah. that. That's why we drafted a Cody Ford in the second round at Oklahoma, um, and, and we signed a bunch of guys in free agency. So, it, you know, the, those guys, and we ha- and we have a new offensive line coach. So, um, you know, those guys are, are are definitely looking to gel this season, and, and they're going to be expected and hope to hit the ground running. But, but, but they're solid guys. They're so, you know the guys we signed are solid, good football players, versatile, um, and so that, that that's why there's a lot of uh, optimism in Buffalo for sure, and even nationally. So. Um, I think and we have some of those building blocks that you're looking for in a young NFL team. 
And I have to credit the Bills because I think they did something super smart that all teams forget to do. And we've and with quarterbacks, and we've seen this story before, be with teams that decide that in their first year the quarterbacks played really well, and now in their second year they have to do even better or maintain that. Maintain that. So you have a player like, and the Bills didn't do this, which I think is amazing. But if you have people like Carson Wentz, for example, towards ACL, that's not the best example. But Dak Prescott, he had an amazing first year coming into the week. And that's because he wanted to prove that he was better than people thought he was. And there's there's a lot of people who have great first years, and but then the pressure gets on him. And I think I credit the Bills and for not putting so much pressure on Allen to be a star and make, they're saying you got to make a leap, but you don't got to leap into the Pro Bowl. You got to leap into, into a quarterback that can win. And I think that's smart. And I think that a team like the Chiefs, that I feel like the Bills can relate to in this situation, they didn't. Um, try to go after Antonio Brown and sign him to play with Patrick Mahomes. I think that was smart, putting less pressure on the quarterback in their second second year playing. Yeah, and and I, I you bring up the Chiefs, and that's great great analysis by you, Leo, for sure. Um, and and a great comparison. And you look at the Chiefs. Um, Andy Reid is the head coach of the Chiefs, and our head coach Sean McDermott came up under Andy Reid as a defense coordinator yeah. in Philly. Um, so I, there's going to be similarities to the way this team is built to some of the better teams and the better run franchises in the, in the, um, in the league. And, and Sean is about culture and Sean is about building, building our, our team brick by brick. And that they've, that they've been very, very detailed and very committed to doing this, um, building this team in a way that can sustain, sustain excuse me, sustain success over uh, a, a number of years, and and that's how you do it. You got to draft well, and you got to develop those players, and then you got to retain them. So, um, you know, they want to see Josh take that next step, like, like you said. But you know, they don't. They see. They know it's going to be a process. It's not. You know, it's not Josh's team. It's, you know, it, it's a team of 53 guys, ultimately. But, you know, yeah. everyone has to play their role and do their parts. So, um, and you need, you know, young guys like Josh and, and Tremaine and to, to, to build in those roles. And then you got to rely on your vets like Jerry Hughes and, Jer- and Lorenzo and Sean McCoy and Cole Beasley to do their part. So um, th- that's that's the way they're building it. And, and, and people are really excited in Buffalo. Uh, I've run into a lot of fans um, and uh, and they're, they're really pumped for the season. So I think uh, I think it's uh, it's good. It's going to be it's going to be a fun year, especially uh, opening up in New York. We'll be. Are you going to go? You going to go for the Jets? Oh, no, um, I think I'm going to go when they um they're playing the Giants. I think okay, um, I'm a Giants fan. Okay. Yeah, week two in New York. Yeah, it's great. Um, And now I want to shift more towards um the rest of the nfl and a question i've been wondering is teams like the bills don't seem to be very much affected by this but in this modern day of the nfl no one 
seems to put running backs as their top priority. They think that if they have a decent running back, they can still win as long as they have good wide receivers. And if I'm being honest, I think that's totally wrong because when you have a quarterback, when you just have any any quarterback who's under pressure in the pocket, you need that you need that one person who stayed short who can catch a quick ball and try to run it for six, seven yards. And then you need the one who can read the defense because in most situations with teams that rely on running backs more, smarter teams, the running back essentially, in my opinion, becomes more of the leader of the team. And I think I haven't, I've seen the Bills do it with McCoy. I think the Giants are starting to do it with Saquon Barkley. And I think it's a very smart decision. But do you know why teams don't really value the running back as much? I mean, it's, 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 it's another great observation by you, Liam. You definitely do your homework. I love it. Um, I think, I think teams value playmakers. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean it as a cop-out, but like there are guys who just make plays with the ball in their hands. So the Rams invested in Todd Gurley, gave him extension and what he put up 17 touchdowns last year or something led the league. Um, the Jets obviously just paid big money to a running back. The Giants drafted one high. Um, so teams still are looking for that running back who could make plays, but they, they, it seems like the ones that get that investment are the ones who can, you could utilize them multiple ways. So Le'Veon Bell is an asset coming out of the backfield as a receiver. Obviously he could carry the ball and then obviously he could pass protect. Same with Saquon, same with Todd Gurley. So, um, you know, there are teams that still will make that investment in the position. Um, and then, but other teams, you know, and you can't pay everyone. That's the thing. So if you're investing in some positions, some other positions, you're, you're going to have to, um, you know, make do with, with some other types of players. So maybe, and I, I don't know what Atlanta's philosophy exactly was, but you look at them, they use Defonte Freeman and Tevin Coleman for a number of years, and they were very effective, but Tevin hit free agency this year. So ultimately, he moved but Atlanta, they've also invested very heavily in a wide receiver position. So they have to pay Julio. They have Calvin Ridley, who's still under his rookie deal. But, um, you know, but and then they have Mohamed Sanu, who also, you know, has a decent contract. So and Julio wants a raise. So, you know, yeah. when you look at you got to look at the salary cap when you really look at and study who's paying who. So, like I said, in Atlanta's case, that they have some receivers they have to pay. So they might have to look at a different position that to um to kind of save some 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 salary but um but no the running back's position is still important i mean you know the patriots a team that that passes the ball still uses theirs and and like i said too like i started to answer playmakers you got you want guys to make plays in their hands whether they're tight ends wide receivers running backs it it, it really doesn't matter they just need to be able to make plays and be dependable um, when the quarterbacks need the most, and that's at third down and in the red zone when you're trying yeah. to score a touchdown. So yeah. if you could produce like that, then then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna a team's gonna find a home for you, and you're gonna get rewarded financially. 
And just saying before we move on, Tevin Coleman is now on the 49ers, just in case you didn't know. And the 49ers, in my opinion, are one of those teams, it's a boom or bust year. Because for a team like the 49ers, you've made it so you've relied on this Jimmy Garoppolo, who's who you guys who you made one of the highest paid quarterbacks ever, and you guys thought he had potential in the offseason. He's only played like what three NFL like around three to five NFL games in his whole career and he got injured and I'm kind of seeing Tony Romo, you know? Someone gets injured <laughs> after getting a big deal. They never really come back. They get injured in the preseason. But if there's a Tony Romo, there's always a Dak Prescott. So when do you think that Dak Prescott comes in? If he does. You know, that's, I don't know. That That's, you know, with Kyle, and as the offensive as the offensive guy, Kyle Shanahan, their head coach, I mean, he's, He's been successful with all types of quarterbacks. Um, so, I, you know, I think obviously that they want Jimmy and then they want Jimmy healthy. Who wouldn't? Um, he's certainly shown his flashes um, when healthy. But, I mean, I, I think I think Kyle Shanahan, especially with the offseason, I think, um, you know, with the quarterbacks that they have there, I think it was Mullins. I forgot the guy's name who, who played um, well last year toward the end. I mean, he's going to have the whoever is the backup. They're going to have the ready to go, um, and they have weapons. Like they have playmakers. They have George Kittle. Um, they signed Tevin Coleman, like you mentioned. They still have McKinnon, um, and then they have a former Bill and one of one of my friends and and a guy still keeping contact with Marquise Goodwin, who's 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 a playmaker, fast. You know, could be one of the fastest guys in the NFL, fastest guy in the world. He's an Olympian, so um, you know that they. Um, they're going to be ready. I, you know, they're going to be ready w- with with whatever um, cards are dealt with them from a Jimmy Garoppolo's health standpoint. I, they're not going to let that derail them. I think, kind of like what happened last year. They're, they're, Kyle's going to be ready to to have that team ready to go. Um, you know, regardless of Jimmy's health. Um, you know, and like like I said, we said we talked about it earlier. There's a win now league, and, and um, he he's a guy. Um, you know, Kyle wants to win. He's he's as passionate as any any NFL coach out there. You know, so so they'll, they'll be ready. I, I you know I have, and that's a tough division too. Um, yeah, with Seattle out there, and then obviously uh, the Rams going to Super Bowl. So, and then uh, in Arizona, we all know what Arizona did with the first round pick. So yeah, um, and um, know, it's going to be exciting division. And um, my last question because we have to wrap it up soon. After this oh, question, no. oh, I know, no. I know, but I'll bring you on again. I promise. That's oh, awesome. All right. And then my last question Great. is: Can Nick Foles perform like he did in the playoffs every season? Because the Jaguars signed him, knowing that he's he's not really been the main guy. Do you think that him now trans? becoming like the main guy on a whole new team. Do you think that the reason he was good on the Eagles was because he was good or was it because Doug Peterson was good? Because that happens with a lot of people like Case Keenum. He was great on the Vikings. You go down to the Broncos. He's horrible. 
I mean, not horrible, but not as no, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, with Nick, it's hard to cat out a guy who won a Super Bowl like he did. And, and also, but the thing is, it's not like Nick came out of nowhere. I mean, he played well in Philly in his first time there, especially with the, I think it was Chip's first year, and then the year before that, Andy's last year. I mean, they, they put together some winning football teams. So Nick has done it before. He didn't just do it with Peterson. Obviously, he won the Super Bowl, but he has played well. And, I, I, you know, you got to like his chances down there in Jacksonville. I mean, they have weapons. You know, they have Fournette in the backfield. They, they have some receivers. Um, you know, defense that, that, that could obviously um, make some plays and get the ball back. So he's going to give Nick and that offense some extra possessions uh, with Ramsey and guys like Marcel Darius and Yannick yeah. and Gakwe. Um, they're going to get sacks. They're going to get turnovers. So, um, yeah, you, and, and that was the formula in Philly when they won. And they had an opportunity defense. So uh, there's a uh, analyst that I um, that I really trust his opinion. He talks, uh, Mike Lombardi talks a lot about Teams that play less defense are um, the better defensive teams. So by saying that, what I'm saying there is if the defense gets off the field on third down and gives the offense more opportunities, I think Nick will have that opportunity to, to lead that Jacksonville offense to, to some success. And, you know, if they could sustain drives and make plays and score touchdowns, then, you know, they're going to play from front and they're going to play with the lead so that that and that only helps a guy like nick Foles. so um if they could do that then you know nick could stand in there and make all the throws and make and and win big games he's not going to be worried about the pressure you know what i mean maybe like some other yeah. young quarterbacks that have been in the league or that have been down there so so no i mean you, you got to believe in a guy like nick i mean he, yeah. he's done it on the big stage and 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 really just you know, everyone knows the story this offseason and what he and his family have been going through. You know, the guy, the guy's as tough mentally as there is, uh, a faith-based man. So um, you, you, you got to believe in guys like Nick, that, that that he could get it done and that the guys in the huddle with him are going to believe in him. And that's a big thing. That's a big deal in the NFL. Um, you know, you look at those other 10 guys in the huddle, they, they got to believe in you and they'll believe in him for sure. Um, I couldn't agree with you more on that Nick Foles. He can perform if he wants to, really. Um, thank you for coming on, Chris. Um, oh, it was thank a pleasure. I would love me, to man. have you again. I, I, I hope so. All right. I hope so. And if I appreciate anyone, it, man. And if anyone listening wants to request a question or just ask us, give us any feedback, you can always send us a personalized message at anchor.com. So anchor. go do that if you want. Say it again, anchor.fm. Sorry, it's anchor.fm. I'm be record- been told by my producer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and thank you, and hope you listen next episode. Hey, Leo, can I just say one thing? Yeah. One sure. more. Hey, man. I am super impressed with you, man. You are a great, talented uh, sports broadcaster, reporter, journalist, opinion maker, and uh, couldn't be more impressed with you, man. I'm I'm so happy for you. Known you for a long, and uh, I'm I'm very impressed, and I can't wait to see where your career is going, man. You're you're awesome. You're doing great work, 
and I'm, I'm super envious of you. I wish I was uh, doing the same thing when I was your age, but um, keep it up. And, uh, and uh, uh, when, when Jackson gets older and needs a job, hopefully you could uh, help him out. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you once again for coming on, and thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.